You're listening to Danny and Gallant. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. I was realizing last night that I have taken to seeing the baseball season now as a horse race. And usually they'll use that term in political journalism as sort of a description of the the the, pres, the presidential race of everything is viewed toward which which party's candidate is going to win here there are five teams there are five different entrances what has happened up until now will not matter nearly as much as what happens going forward like we're getting to the point where all of these different things that we spent so much time talking about run differential mm-hmm. and and all all of these different like like seriously but all of those different statistical indicators because those stats are useful for telling you what has happened and providing you guidance for what is most likely to occur. But there's a limit to how much they can predict the outcome of a game because a game is hundreds, if not thousands, of incremental decisions and execution. We're getting very close to the point where how the Mariners got here does not matter nearly as much as whether or not they can pull it off for another 30 days. That, that record that they have, what, they're 12-4 and four in extra innings games. Like, that's, that's a sign that a team is, has been fortunate at the very least. And that's going to matter less and less the closer we get to the end of the season because there's a limited number of games and it just depends on how you execute in those. And while statistics provide a, a bear guide, it, it, the, the ability to predict what will happen lessens with the, the fewer games you have left. Is the most important statistic that the Mariners are 12-1 and one when they wear teal? <laughs> I think that it got, is. That got me, Paul. That got me. I was completely leading off balance, and he got me with a knee-buckling curve pow, there. Pow, pow, pow. Yes, yes, it makes as much sense as anything else that the Mariners 12-1 and one in their teal jerseys. And what we welcome Looks Jerry fresh. DePoto each into each and every week is to talk about fashion. No, we're not going to ask about teal jerseys. Well, kind of Jerry... Welcome aboard. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank, thanks, guys. I'm, I'm now having illusions of, of teal jerseys dancing through my head. Please. Why aren't we wearing these every day? I they, didn't realize that. Jerry, they look so good, but they're 12-1 and one when they wear them. This is a ridiculous anomaly in a season that there has been so many inexplicable things taking place. You know, they said we had this back in 2016 uh, when we got on a really good run in midsummer. We had it with our, with our blue jerseys where it, it – it, we were running some crazy win percentage with blue jerseys on. And, you know, it helped that Hisashi Wakuma preferred the blue jersey and, and chose it most of his starts and was in the midst of a really good run. But I, I, I usually don't track things like that, but I will now. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I, I was just saying that this is the time of year where I start to feel that it's more like a horse race where what had happened the previous few months and all of the different statistical trends that we spend so much time looking at become less important because it's a, it's just a matter of which team is going to execute and play the best baseball over this final month, uh, final five, six weeks of the season. It's a really fun time of year. It really is. You know, it, one of the things that we talk about frequently is the fact that, you know, while we can get as analytical as any of the other 29 teams, and, and, and we all do it, we can sit and we can inspect how things happen, why they happen. Is this for the the reality is that the wins that we have achieved to this point in the season are banked. They're in the bank, and and what we have moving forward is is roughly five weeks to see if we can 
catch up or, or overtake the, the leaders. And we've put ourselves in a position to make it a really exciting you know, month plus here in Seattle. We've been talking about some of the guys who have been essentially the metronome for the Mariners this season. And on the batting side of things, it's been Ty France for the most part this year. Chris Flexen coming off of an, an, another important start has also been that. From what you saw of him when he was pitching in Korea to where he's at now, what has been the most, I guess, impressive improvement or element of his game? There, for, I will go back even a little bit further to the, his final stint with the Mets in their system and and some of the ways that Flex has kind of remade himself. Uh, the, he he reshaped a lot of his pitches. He reshaped his body, which was, uh, you know, he will tell you, maybe the biggest step for him is, you know, he lost a good deal of weight. He created, he is a more athletic person than he was uh, maybe before this started. And, and his endurance has been terrific. So he got himself in great shape. He showed up in spring training with four average to plus major league pitches and a willingness to use them all in every count. And, and I think one of the things that really stands out with Flex is that he has the courage to throw any of those pitches at any time and and doesn't really allow the hitter to affect the way he's thinking. He, he, reads, he reads swings quite well. And I, I, I've seen him get better. I've seen him get better with his right-on-right changeup. I've seen him get better on the day that he feels he has the good curveball. It becomes a huge weapon for him. On the day he doesn't, he goes to his cutter more often. He's, he adapts, and, and I think that's a sign of a really, well, not just a resilient pitcher, but a consistent pitcher. And, and I think that's what he's been this year is, is our most consistent starter. We're talking to Jerry Depoto here on the uh, Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. If Flexen has been sort of the consistency and what he's done has been a revelation this year in the bullpen, Paul Seawald's been that. What's allowed him to take the step forward that he has? I guess Paul Seawald. Is, uh, if you get to spend time around or just watching Paul like we have this year, has He's a consistent person, and, and I think that's what jumps out at me. And you know, he likes to compete. He believes in himself. He always had the traits in his pitches, and I, I think getting him, getting him into a, a comfortable arm slot for him. You know, the slight adjustments that he made in his delivery and in his pitch usage patterns, and then simply, you know, the idea of throwing fastballs up instead of always throwing fastballs down. And and then having someone like Paul who could go out there and execute all those things. He, you know, Paul came in to the Mariners and he believed in in us like we believed in him, and there was a trust. and And he's really taken it and run with it. I, he's had a really a season to, for the ages. This is for for setup type relievers in the big leagues. What he's doing with strikeout rates, the frequency with which he's he's doing it is is pretty awesome. Is Kyle Lewis indeed going to start a rehab um, assignment this weekend? And I guess what do you envision his role being should he return to the team this year? Obviously, having suffered uh, a knee injury, maybe that means he's more a designated hitter than an outfielder. We do anticipate that he's going to start a rehab assignment. I can't confirm whether that's yet going to be this weekend until you know a little bit later today when I visit with our training staff. But just having visited with Kyle briefly yesterday, he feels like he's in a good place. And, you know, what I can, uh, I guess, address is what we expect when he comes back is some combination of center fielder, you know, potentially getting a start at another outfield position, could get a day in left, 
and a day or two at DH and bake in off days to make sure that we keep him as, as fresh as possible and not overwhelm him while he's coming back. But, you know, one thing that we're all confident in is that when Kyle steps back out on the field, he has a chance to be an impact player for us. And we want to make sure that he stays out there as, as frequently or as consistently as he can without putting him in a position of feeling fatigued and doing something to, to take a step backward physically. Well, the guy that's playing center field now, who uh, in the in the last couple games he ended an zero for twenty slump. Uh, Jared Kelnick did on Monday, or uh, the the second game he played in Oakland. And then the game the 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 next opportunity at the plate, he drove in a couple runs. I believe they were both off left handers on breaking pitches, which I found myself uh, up out of my seat cheering when he did that on Tuesday because it seems like that will be the next challenge for Jared is being able to hit lefties and specifically breaking pitches from lefties. Well, I mean, heavens knows he he has gotten his fair share of opportunity to see lefty. <laughs> you know, we we joke in, in, internally. It's it's been a disproportionately heavy dose of of you know opportunities against lefties and often tough lefties for J.K. since he's been in the big leagues and and you know it's not something that that he had a lot of experience with before coming to the big leagues, but particularly the at-bat that he took, you know, at the end of the game on Tuesday against A.J. Puck, who, frankly, I thought was some – he was nasty. And and J.K. went up there and stuck with him and and drove in runs with that double. And and I I think, you know, he's he's maturing as a hitter. You're always going to get, you know, a high variance. He's he's close to seven years younger than the average player in our league, which is, I I think, sometimes gets lost in 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 the context of things. He's extremely talented, and and when he starts to click and feels that confidence and his body posture stays easy, he's a very good hitter now. And and we see that, and and, you know it's been more intermittent than consistent, but at some point you're going to see that take shape and and hold. And, And I really do think that he has the potential to be an impact player once he figures out how to manage that consistently. And and he he eventually will because he's driven to do it. I'm writing down that you just referred to him as J.K. for myself going forward. Jerry, one last question for me. Are there any perhaps celebrations in order for, I don't know, promotions for you, contract extensions for you? Because it is something we're all curious about because, man, this team has done an incredible job this year, and both you and, and, and Scott Service, I think, are a big part of all of this. Well, I did there first we celebrate everything. <laughs> and you know, sometimes we're criticized. We are we are a celebratory group. So uh, you know, there's I will say this that I and I've addressed this when asked before. I'm very confident in in what's happening here with the Mariners and I know our owners are as well. And you know, we've talked about this intermittently for quite some time now. And, and I'm certain that we're going to get something worked out that, that keeps all of us here in Seattle for, for the future. And, and, and that's an important step for us. And, 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 you know, I, I will celebrate when that time comes because it's every small victory is, a, is something that you should celebrate. Well, all the small victories are adding up to being a really, really exciting end of August and into September. Jerry, we're always grateful for the time, and, and we're looking forward to starting with tonight's game uh, against the Royals south of France night. I hope oh. that you get your baguette, you settle into the press box, oui. and, and, or, or wherever you watch this game from, because it should be, it should be the start of a really exciting stretch run. I, I wish there was some pastry involved, but I, I, I will <laughs> somehow I will conjure something to remind myself that I need to be in. It, it, 
I will drop this as I, as I leave. I cannot say enough about what Ty France has done in the second half of this season. And, and it, he has been a rock in our lineup. And I, I, he should be celebrated tonight. And I think it's fun that we're doing something in the ballpark that gets the fans engaged and, and really appreciating Ty. Jerry, thank you so much. We'll look forward to yeah, talking see. to you next week. All right, guys. We'll see you.